0: everyone and welcome to Wake Up and Grow. I'm your host Natalie Biddinger. Today's podcast is called Read or Starve. The tea of the day is a green tea again Um, and then I'd like to start us out in Romans chapter 15 verse 4. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope." So among the many different religions in our world today, just about all of them have a specific sacred text for Islam it's the Quran and the Hadith for Judaism it's the Tanakh and the Talmud Hinduism has the Vedas and the Upanishads Buddhism has their um, Tapatika and then us Christians we have the Bible so We, as Christians, we hold the Bible in very high value, and we consider it our sacred text. But the Bible is so much more than just, you know, a book. It's more than just pages bound by leather with ink on them. Something interesting that I found out about the Bible is there are many instances where, like, a building, like an apartment complex or something like that, has caught on fire and destroyed just about everything within that building except for the Bibles of those people living in the building. The Bible has a total of sixty six um, different books within this one book. It's they're not quite they're, they're not chapters like you would see in a biography or fiction book they're not split up like that they're split up into different books so there's 66 books some of them are short like 3rd John and some of them are long like Psalms the entirety of the Bible all 66 books um, were written by 40 different authors and more and all of them from different walks of life So we've got Paul the Apostle who wrote quite a big chunk of the New Testament and then we've got King Solomon who wrote Proverbs, obviously Song of Solomon. But those are two very different people. They didn't know each other. They never met each other. They didn't live in the same um, time period so they never would have met. But it's written by over 40 different authors from different walks of life. And in total um, the Bible was written over a period of about 1,500 years from the penning of Genesis to when John was writing Revelation in exile and all these books they're not exactly written in the same order as we have them um, placed in our Bible, which I thought was interesting. I found that from my um, theology class um, a couple years ago. But we've ordered them in a way that makes sense to us, but they weren't all necessarily written in that same order. But overall, written over a period of 1500 years. And in 2 Timothy 3.16 it says that The words that are written in the Bible are inspired or breathed out by God himself and his Holy Spirit. So we consider the Bible sacred. We consider it our holy text and there's good reason for that. One of the reasons. Is that it tells us the history of Christianity so how it started with the evangelizing that Jesus did and then through his life into the disciples lives and then those who they discipled like Paul who then scattered throughout the world spreading Christianity eventually to I think just about every country And it also gives us the history of life itself in Genesis when God created everything. It also tells us the Bible. It also tells us of the life and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And a large part of that section is within what we call the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But back in Isaiah, there's the prophecy of Jesus' coming, his birth, and then his death, and then his ascension into heaven. The Bible also gives us instruction, guidance, and examples to follow. And we see those examples through characters we see, such as Moses, uh, Peter, I, I could go on and on, there's so many. But not following or intentionally ignoring these instructions is disastrous for our spirit and soul and our life's course in general. Recently, within the past, uh, not quite a whole month, I have kind of become obsessed with this show on the Smithsonian channel called Air Disasters. And it's basically what it sounds like. It's uh, kind of the scientific and investigative dive into airplane disasters. One cause I see for these disasters is the pilots neglecting their pre-flight checklist or their landing checklist or their in-flight emergency checklist. Essentially, for example, the pre-flight checklist is a checklist that the pilots are given that they must go through to make sure the plane is physically and operationally mechanically ready before takeoff. And before landing in uh, the pre-landing checklist but those instructions within the checklist are very important if they miss one step it can mean disaster an air, di- an air disaster it can mean that but I kind of compared that to how The Bible is almost like our pre-flight checklist. Our time spent in the Word, in the Bible, prior to starting our day, prepares us for the day's challenges. The in-flight emergency checklist, for pilots at least, is, say, a fire started on board. They would then have a checklist of specific things they need to do in order to get that fire contained or to land as soon and as safely as possible so they can get that fire taken care of and minimize the loss of life within the plane. For us, our quote unquote in-flight emergency checklist, the Bible is there to help us when we face challenges or emergencies. And knowing what the Bible says, knowing it in our hearts and our head, by studying it, and knowing it as truth, helps us in those situations. The Bible is also God speaking to us directly as I stated before, every word within this Bible, every word that you see on the page, no matter translation, is inspired by God. The instructions he had for his children back then still apply and help us today. Obviously our situations are a little different because things change over time. But it's amazing to me how God doesn't change, and so neither does his word. And I've found by observing myself and others that neglecting to spend time reading the Bible daily is starving your soul of the food that is private time with God. Your spirit and your soul need food just like your body does. Obviously, it's not like... Your soul doesn't need chicken. Um, your your soul doesn't need vegetables. It needs time spent with its creator. And just like if we don't eat food... If we don't spend time in the Word with God, we are then starving our souls in our spirits. We're starving them of knowledge, of peace, We're starving them of the guidance that we get from the Holy Spirit by listening to Him. And I don't believe that it's intentional, the self-starving of the soul. I don't believe that's intentional on anybody's part. But it's a crack that we can easily fall into. And one of the ways we fall into that crack is our daily schedule that we build for ourselves. I'm curious as to how often you read your Bible, but do you only read it on Sundays, a couple times a week, not at all. We so often say we're too busy to read our Bibles or spend intimate time praying and speaking to God and listening to Him. Maybe if that's your excuse maybe you need to relook and reorganize your schedule. Maybe you need to limit your time on one thing and replace it with intentional time with God. For me, I, when I first started intentionally doing devotions and spending intentional intimate time with God, I had, I had to limit my time drawing. If you know me, I love to draw. I love sketching and I'm very deep into the uh, or the visual arts and nothing is, there's nothing wrong with the visual arts. But I was idolizing it and filling any empty time that I had in my day with that instead of time with God. And therefore, I was making it an idol and putting it above Him, which is a sin. And I had to learn and intentionally carve out time in my day, limit my time with my sketchbooks. And my pencils, and trade it for time with my Bible and with God. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's easy. It's. It's not. I had. I had to break a habit. Habits are easy to form. They're hard to break. But it can be done. And so, if that. If you're issue your excuse for not reading the Bible is I'm too busy it takes intention and repetition to form the habit of reading your Bible daily I once heard a quote um, I think it was actually when I went to the Nazarene Youth Conference down in Louisville Kentucky the quote was The presence of a worn Bible is evidence of a life that is not. Now, with that quote in mind, your life doesn't become perfect once you start reading the Bible. Let me let you in on that. It doesn't become perfect. Our lives will not be perfect until we are by the side of the one that is. But when you do start reading the Bible, you begin to gain the tools and the knowledge that you'll need to face the battles that will come your way. And so with rearranging your time... And what you spend your time on and do doing with whatever it happens to be pick a specific time in your day that you know will work for you pick a specific time that you know you won't be rushed during your devotions where you can spend time alone with God you have to create an environment in which you can focus solely on spending time with God and in His Word. For me, that's easiest to do in the mornings right after I get up and get dressed. I typically stay in my room alone and, and just start my devotions. That's easiest for me. Again, that differs with everybody. And if you're struggling to know where to begin in the Bible, personally, I suggest John and then making your way through um, the rest chronologically, all the way to Revelations. But again, that's, that's just my personal opinion. And there are plenty of Bible reading guides and plans out there. You can probably find them on the Bible app. I also suggest that you start small. Don't try and read two chapters right off the get-go. Maybe start with half or a whole chapter, depending on how long the chapter is, a day. Um, Most chapters aren't incredibly long, but start small. Just like with running. Trying to run a marathon, you don't try running the whole marathon. On your first day, you break it up. I encourage you to take notes, um, but this depends on from personality to personality. I take notes while I read so that I can go back and reflect on what I learned. But again, that depends on you and how you organize best. After you've read, I recommend that you pray according to what you've read. This is something I've been doing recently and it hel- it helped me to apply what I've read to my life and to really learn something from it. This episode today isn't just a list of things that I recommend that you do. The point of this episode is to make is to make your faith your own. allowing it to grow through that intimate time spent with God. That's how we grow as Christians and that's how we can know uh, the difference between the false prophets and the ones who are truly sent by God to us. Because it can be so easy to fall for the false prophets' lies because they will take the word and they'll twist it just enough, just a little bit. So that doesn't sound too far from the truth, but just enough to where we can fall into sin by obeying it. And so knowing the word and knowing what it truly says will keep us from falling into that trap. I'd like to read the verse I read earlier again. If that's cool with you. If not, Oh, well, I'm going to read it anyways. For whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. I would like to thank you for listening and just remind you that Wake Up and Grow releases episodes bi-weekly. and That's every other Monday. And I encourage you to go give Wake Up and Grow a follow on Instagram at wugpod. That's W-U-G-P-O-D. And go find Wake Up and Grow on Facebook. Again, I'm Natalie Biddinger, and this has been Wake Up and Grow.